1: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Hockey. My favorite. It's
0: Judd's Hockey Show.
1: And welcome in to Judd's Hockey Show. But the most important thing about Judd's Hockey Show is it includes a side of Declan Goff. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Judd.
0: Sports are coming back.
1: Sports are coming back. I never thought that I would say the following words, but I'm actually looking forward to... A regular PGA tour event
0: wow, on Thursday. I never brilliant.
1: thought now, you know, the Masters, right? Okay. The opens, the opens, right? Uh the majors for sure. In golf are fun. But I am actually looking forward to a golf tournament in Texas.
0: Oh, I can't wait. I'm excited for it. How sad. I love it. How
1: sad I don't is think that? It's sad. But sports is coming back. Yeah, sports right. is back, baby. So last week on Judd's hockey show, we spent the uh we spent the program. And I believe that I threw out to you six things that I was looking forward to seeing if and when the the Vikings, if and when the Wild plays the Vancouver Canucks in the qualifying round of the playoff format or of the format that they're going to do coming up in August at some point. So we got through those six things. If you didn't hear that in Judd's Hockey Show, you can obviously find the podcast at various places in which you consume podcasts. Go back and listen to that one. But this week, I figured let's do the same thing. Let's put together another list. But instead of addressing on ice things that might happen or that we would like to see, I'm going to give you how the pandemic potentially is going to impact the wild off the ice. Okay, so instead of instead of, hey, they're going to play the Canucks and it might be great. These are things that we never thought that uh, pre-March 12th that we would have to talk about as far as the league goes and as far as the wild goes within the confines of the league of the impacts uh, or the impact the COVID-19 will have on the team that plays in St. Paul. So just to set the scene, the salary cap for the 2019-20 season deck on golf was $81.5 million, Okay. That was up from $79.5 million in 2018-19, but it was slightly lower than what was initially expected. When play stopped on March 12th, I believe it was, the Wild had $2.9 million in available cap space, according to our friends at Over the Cap, and God bless them because it's a great website. Oh, yeah. 2.9 in available cap space. In March, before the stoppage, Bill Daly, who is uh, Gary Bettman's right-hand man at the National Hockey League, said the cap for 2021 was projected to be between $88.5 million, probably a little bit too high, yeah. or 84 So at the very least, the projection was that the cap for next season would go from $81.5 million, Declan, to 84 which, you know, is not fantastic, but it's a definite jump and helps teams like the Wild. Mm-hmm. Now. In lieu, in light, considering what has happened because of the coronavirus pandemic, the cap isn't going up. The cap, if teams are lucky, and this is not just a wild problem too, should be very clear on that. We're not just talking about the, a hardship for the wild. We're talking about a hardship for the entire league. If teams are lucky, the cap is going to be flat for 2020 I think that there's a very good chance, given the revenues that are going to be lost with no fans in the stands, with games canceled, with how this is going to work, I I think that there's a very good chance that when the cap for next season is set eventually here, it's now going to go down. So the question is, what does this mean for Bill Guerin and the Wild? And how much more, because it's going to make it more so, how much more difficult is it going to be to make player moves for a team that has some definite player needs? I'm going to start here, and this is a guy who, after the Wild obtained him from uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins in the Jason Zucker deal, we talked about quite a bit. You were high on him. I'm high on him still. I was not as high on him, but I'm going to start with sort of low-hanging fruit here. Alex Galchenyuk, okay? Mm -hmm. I had said previously that. I wasn't really sold on bringing him back for sure. If it was the right contract, we both agreed that that would not be the worst thing. You more sold than I was. But with where the market is going now, Declan Goff, I think that Galchenyuk comes back here for about $5. Like like there's going to be no... When when the guys like Galchenyuk, when free agency starts, I'm assuming that they're going to get through this playoff uh, format in the Stanley Cup Finals. But at some point in time here, probably in the fall when free agency period opens, there's going to be a couple guys probably who get paid. Right. And everybody who is in the Alex Galchenyuk world is going to basically sit there. I think if you're the wild, the opportunity exists to bring this guy back for next to nothing. So I actually think that this one intrigues me more now, as far as him coming back, because among the things that will be easy to me are to retain a guy like this. If you so desire.
0: Yeah. I, I think we already knew going in that if Galchenyuk was going to ask for a lot of dough, then the Wild were just going to say sayonara, dude. Like, good luck finding the dough you want. And I think with now COVID and with salary cap most likely staying flat, if not going down, that this makes him a more achievable option for the Wild to, to retain. Also, just in general, because things have been so crazy with team facilities and only six people and just the sports landscape in general is going, to be, is going to be completely different once if we ever get a cure and once we ever get out of the woods with this coronavirus. I think you want comfortability and you want stability. And Galchenyuk now, who is on his, what, fourth team in four seasons, essentially, doesn't want to keep going down this path of learning a new system, moving to a new city, learning and getting new teammates and all that stuff. So I think he stays. And look, if Galchenyuk is closer to the player he was in Arizona, which was still a guy that was able to put in a bunch of power play goals and someone who was flirting with 40 to 50 points. I think the guy that scored 33 goals, the 22 year old, I think it's probably gone. I think that was maybe an enigma, but if he can be a 20 goal guy and be a second, third line center on a good team, mm-hmm. then he's got a solid role here. He's got some defensive woes that are some big miscues and, and he's a bit of a liability from a center position. I get that, but it is we we know it firsthand that how difficult it is to find centers in the NHL, and I think Galchenyuk is something more of a sure thing that you know what you're going to get out of him. And if I'm the Wild, I'm going to bring him back. I said I, I I'm in the, I'm in the camp of there's no such thing as a bad one year deal. So if, if they wanted to bring Galchenyak back on a one year five million dollar deal before COVID, I would have been like, okay, let's do it. Now now I think it's more of a two three year. Hey, we'll give you three and a half three AAV. Take it or leave it. And if I'm Galchenyuk, I sign the paper.
1: So he, he was, and of course, he started the years we just talked about with Pittsburgh before the Zucker deal. In 2019-20, Galchenyuk's income, his salary was $4.9 million. I offer him a one-year deal. Maximum I go is two, and I'm with you on financials. That that $4.9 million that he was scheduled to make for this season comes down to an offer of about two and a half. But I think he has to sign it guys like that if they don't sign will not get jobs there's going to be a whole slew of that second tier of guys who if they balk if the salary cap does what i think this league is going to do which is drops yeah i think that the galcheniaks of the world either return to their teams on on completely team friendly deals on very short term deals or they they don't play or at least they when the 2020-2021 season starts you know let's say it starts in, in december declan those guys won't be playing then so i've gone from being i don't know to he's ha- he has to take what you offer okay so here's so here's the the uh b point to this question the b talker to the galchenia question i'm going to make it near and dear to some people's hearts not so much mine maybe yours I, I believe I see a that man you're from
0: Cary North Carolina. I believe I brother right Liam, now.
1: your brother will be very very intrigued by this portion of the talker and therefore I'm very interested to hear what uh Declan has to say about this. There's a very good chance that you might sit down and look at your books and say, "You know what? The salary caps going down or it's it's flat, but and we said we definitely have some guys that we have to pay. Uh Miko Koivu's contract is up. If you had either or to offer dirt cheap contracts, and because Koivu cannot make much if he comes back, which I don't think he should. But let's just say that they consider it. Galchenyuk or Koivu on a cheap one-year contract. And
0: let's, let, let's call it the same price. Let's just yeah, call it the same absolutely. price for the exercise. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Yes. Yeah. Nothing different. It's, it's, it, it's literally their choice. Yeah. Which one of you calls me? I'm Bill Guerin. Which one of you calls me first?
0: Agents. Galchenyuk. I'm taking Galchenyuk. Brotherly, I'm, so upset right I'm, I'm, I'm oh! totally taking the young player who I know what I can get out of, and I don't want to be giving out money to bottom six guys anymore. And I'm sorry, that's what Miko is now. He's a bottom six guy. Reliable and solid and unsung heroes of the world. I'm totally with you. But, dude, Alex Galchenyuk is still in his mid-20s. I want to see what he can bring. And if I know he's a 40 point guy who has that 30 goal score in him, I know I said, I, I don't think that guy is there anymore, but he has a more chance of popping up than Miko Koivu does of revitalizing his career at, in, in his late thirties. So give me Galchenyuk. If it's on the fixed price, the same, the same contract I'm taking Galchenyuk every single time. Judd, what is going
1: to happen when the Goff siblings get together for uh, Christmas this year? He is your
0: he, brother's going to freak out. You know, he's conglam. He's, he's, he wants to do another 4th of July weekend. And I, if you remember last year, there was more, I think the weight in beer I drank was was my normal weight, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's still a lot I at the end of the day. Don't get me started on my so, beer
1: consumption during the quarantine. So, yeah,
0: so I, I think he's he's harping for another golf Brother reunion here in the next coming weeks. We'll see if that actually comes through. But I think Yelchenyak is the one that you want to build after. You, you don't want to go after guys who are in their I, late
1: 30s. Declan, I 1000% agree completely. And, it, it's not even that tough. No, it's not. And, and in fact, I would. Um, in reality, I would not offer Quavo a contract. Mm-hmm. Like I would tell Kalcheniak, and I'd lowball him bad. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that I'm trying to make Kalcheniak rich. I would say things have changed. You've got a chance to come back here. My advice is come back on my terms. Um, but yeah, I think it's very simple that if you're going to. If it's going to be bring back a guy who's played 15 years for you and is now a fourth line guy or or sort of take a chance and it might work and it might work really well or it might blow up. I'm taking Dorby.
0: 100%. I'm with you, man. Also, Judd, keep in mind that I know this this from our friends at Cap Friendly that they're they're assuming the cap is 84 million for the next six seasons. They're, They're just saying it is. So this is a little bit difficult, especially if it goes down. But let's say it is eighty-four million for the next six seasons. The salary cap in the NHL is. The Wild have eighteen point seven million in cap space for this coming off season, whenever this playoff finishes, which isn't a lot. Yep. You can go get. You can probably retain some RFAs. Maybe you're able to ink Brodeen into a new deal. We'll get into that in a little bit. But in the off season of twenty twenty one, yep, your salary cap space is forty four million. You have a crap ton of dough on your hands next year or two seasons from two seasons off seasons from now. Okay. And that's when you're, that's going to be when your time is probably going to figure out if you are a legitimate playoff team. Now are you going to take the, are you going to make a run this year and are you going to take significant steps forward in 2021? Yep, And then you attack in that summer. That's when you go.
1: So my, my guess is post pandemic, the salary cap for next season, they're going to be lucky if it's flat with what, what it was this year, which is Yes. $81.5 yes. million. Dollars. Uh, my guess is it might come down to 80 79 or so. Sure. So you are going to have, and this is not, to uh, say this again, this is not a wild problem. This is an NHL problem. Yes. You are going to be in the upcoming offseason incredibly up against it. But you're right. Eventually, you won't be, Which, which is why do you just say, you know what, screw it. Let's just create as much room as we possibly can. Yeah. And and that doesn't mean that you don't care about the coming season, but that definitely means that you are are very cognizant of the fact that doing what you just said, because let's say two years from, from now, things are fine again. And the salary cap in this league is never going to go crazy. It's no. never going to go no, 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 no.
0: up, 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 up. Unless there's a massive TV deal reach Right. Which won't happen.
1: Well, and they're going to get a new deal, but you know clearly it's going to be based on what the networks have been dealing with during the pandemic. So let's just say it goes up by a reasonable amount by the time that you're talking about. Then I am all for having as much room to operate then as absolutely possible.
0: Correct. I wonder what uh, side note, I do yeah. wonder what it means for someone like Taylor Hall this summer who's probably the most coveted free agent. He's absolutely screwed. I'm I know. I don't know what's going Absol- to happen.
1: I mean who is going to be able to go out there and and I, I really think that for guys like that, the best thing is going to be find as lucrative short-term contract as you can possibly get and sign it. Probably. And just hope. Yeah, you're probably right. And just hope. All right, question uh, three, I guess we could say, off of our talkers here, and they are, again, how is the pandemic going to affect the Wild in the off season? What, in your mind, happens with defenseman Jonas he, uh He— He's due to make $4.2 million in the last year of his contract in 2021. We've talked about this quite a bit, and I think that we assumed that he would either probably be traded and or get an extension in the coming summer. Well, it's the coming summer, and there's a pandemic now. So I think the discussions that we had on Judd's Hockey Show with the side of Declan previously about that about Rodine, who we both like a lot, and he's incredibly solid and... And he is—he's not a sexy player, but he's a very good player. I think the conversation though has changed drastically. I would say this. I'll start by saying, if it's me now, I don't do a thing. I don't extend him. And if I'm him, I—I I don't because any extension that you're going to offer now to me is going to come in as a lowball extension. If it's up to me, I go from from having various. Uh, Having considered giving him a long term deal potentially this summer to now saying for both sides, let's wait and see
0: this is a tricky one, man, because even if if the salary cap is going down again i don't I don't understand how you're going to be able to perform afford long term the top four defensemen that you currently have and then also still go get a number one center, maybe go get a goaltender. I don't know how all that works. I don't know how the math to all of that works, even with all that ridiculous cap space they have coming in the offseason of 2021. I still think that's going to be a very difficult, tall task. What I would try to do, this, this is very difficult. I'm, I'm more, I can see your point of, you know what, Jonas, we're going to play it out. And we're going to go into next offseason. If you want to test the waters, test them. You know what you have here. You know we love you here. You know the system here. You're a reliable guy. I'm, I don't look at Jonas Brodeen as someone who is going to go out to the open market and demand X amount of dollars. It doesn't give me that vibe. It doesn't mean he shouldn't go out and do it because he deserves it. I just don't get a vibe from him that he's going to go put the wild in a bidding war with Pittsburgh or whomever it is on a free agent deal in July of 2021 when his contract's up. If you're asking me, can you get something significant for one of these two guys? And I'm talking Dumba or Brodeen. Now I'm more intriguing. I'm more intrigued by that. I'm curious about that. But I just I don't want to go into a role where you just let him play it and then he signs. You weren't able to get anything for him. And yeah, he cleared a little bit of money, but Jonas Brodeen and Matt Dumba are, are valuable defensemen that I would have tried to do a trade to get something back for him instead of just letting Jonas Brodeen walk in free agency. Do you
1: think so? If if we get through this uh, um, playoff period, Stanley Cup finals to complete the uh, to complete the 2020 season. We're going to be in what by then? September, October, October ish. Right. So let's say they're not going to start play again until December. So the free agency period and the start of the new league year is going to kick in sometime October into November, which is going to be your off season. Do you think now we're going to get more trades or less trades because there's going to be so much? One, if the cap goes down, it becomes trickier. Um, Two, there's going to be an actual, you know, relatively, Dex, short period of time to get things in order as quickly as possible for the coming season. So, you know, previously we certainly could have seen or talked about a major Brodeen or Dumba trade in July, right? Because the league year starts for the National Hockey League around July 1st, and then you get free agency, and then you often get some uh, trades, or heck, during the draft. But I don't know what teams trying to get their house in order as quickly as possible that we are going to see the amount of movement. And, and I know, back to the point about Galchenyuk, free agency is going to include a few players and those guys are going to get paid what they're going to get paid. And then it's going to be done. Like, I don't think there's going to be a lot of guys being like, ah, oh, yeah. In week two of free agency, I cleaned up too. So do you think that we're going to, to the, the potential Brodeen Dumba mega deals that we were looking forward to at one time on the show and talked about quite a bit as being possibilities. Do you think they're still as possible or do you think that it's going to go much more into a wait and see mode because of how irregular things have become.
0: I feel like it's going to be mostly a wait and see. I feel Me like it could be just because where we don't know what the league is going to be able to do in this coronavirus pandemic and how everything changes. Um, I, I do think if salary caps go down, then that means trades are going to happen more. I think there's going to be more trades. I think kind of that's how I would look at it. I think if, if you aren't going to be able to sign the guys – you want because of your salary cap spots, I think trades happen more, but that still
1: counts against your cap. And yeah. so you can't take on guys who make too much for you. I, I just think the whole thing from a financial standpoint is going to be, be wacko for lack of a better term. And the other thing that I think that we don't know yet is when, when the season opens for 2020, Declan, are we assured that there's going to be fans in the stands by then? Because like, if we don't know the answer to that question, yep. you got to be very careful because Let's say, let's say it's not realistic to have a fans in the stands until the spring of 2021. And so you start playing in the winter, again, empty arenas. Okay, now all bets are off for the next salary cap. I, I think it's going to become, in some ways, paralyzing to executives and ownership as far as what they can or can't do until we have some answers. And we know from this pandemic, the one thing that we don't have at all, really, for the most part, is answers on business.
0: Yeah. I just think you. am really get, curious about this. I think you can get more creative with trades than you can with trying to sign guys. Oh, that's that, probably true. That's that's kind of how I look at it. So that's why I believe there'll likely be more trades if this salary cap goes down significantly.
1: I'd like to walk something back that I, I, I predicted Uh-oh. last week, and, and I said that I would like to see this guy play and play well, and it would up his trade value because I thought that after the Wilds qualifying round and or play, potential playoff appearance is done, that he might be dealt. I am now convinced Zach Parise can't be dealt. Yeah. It's that contract. I looked again, and and I understand, and it would be the best thing for Zach at this point in his career to go to a very good team and play on a third line. And I think Zach, much like he was uh, going to do around the deadline to the Islanders, would be more than willing to waive that no-trade, no-move clause. But, Declan, the more I looked at Parise's circumstance, contract, and situation – to all of the things that we just talked about. I don't know who can take that contract for, for what I consider to be a good player, but he's certainly not a guy that you would consider to be a great player at this point in his life.
0: Yeah, I know just, it's amazing how things can change in a week, but if the salary cap is going to, I just looked more by the way.
1: This, right. this was nothing more than more research.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it was already going to be difficult, but the fact that you saw Preezy waive it and that there essentially was a deal in pencil ready to ready to be made right that you thought, oh wow, so this is not as confusing as we thought. But yeah, it, it there's still some ramifications and it can get complicated. And that was pre coronavirus. Now, oh I, I don't know how any of this would work with the ramifications and with limited salary cap. I, I think it literally now that you think about it more, it probably it's probably not as good as the chance it was.
1: Do you know what the real pain in the ass is now? Like the real contract, and it was a problem before, but now it's going to be an enormous, enormous problem. It was Zuccarello's.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Already is. Already was an enormous problem. No, but right? think,
1: but think about it now. Yeah. That contract was was going to become not great, but more palatable as the cap increased. Yes. At least a little bit more, as is everyone's contract. Well, now, let's say again, the cap is flatter, goes down, and you got the. To the suitor contract that we all know, the Piresi contract that we all know, but you got this Zuccarello no move, correct? No move. No move. Paul Fenton design contract that is for at least one, if not two years, too long. And and if again, if you start the 2021 campaign in empty arenas, okay, cap's not going up for the next year then as well, probably. Or if it goes up, it's going to go up by a fraction. The Zuccarello contract goes from being just an ordinary business problem to being, a, I think, a big
0: problem. Oh, and if Zuccarello could get back to the guy he was in New York, obviously, it'd be, it'd be phenomenal because he was a, a great piece there. But, yep. man, it, he deteriorated. And I'm sorry. I, I still think I cursed him. I wrote about him and his play went in the absolute tank. Because the first three months of the season, he was fine. He was a good player. And after He's that, a facilitator. Yeah, he's a facilitator, and he if, wrote about the facilitator. And Matt if Zuccarello. he can, well, you know, if you can bring in the right pieces, yeah, it could be great. But again, we're down a spider web. of... Well, and the contract's too long. Confusion. Yes. Like if
1: Matt Zuccarello was still an all-star, the contract's too long. And if it was Benton got him by giving him too long of term.
0: Right, and if it was a three-year no movement clause, we can see a light more at the end of the tunnel. And, Bingo. go. And we can't.
1: Okay, to your area, Declan Goff of expertise. Do you think, in any way, shape, or form, the events? Uh, since March twelfth, have affected wild wise the expansion draft
0: with Seattle and how that's going to work. Yeah, it's going to be curious, dude. I I I'm wondering how things are going to change for that. Are, are they going to change up the process? Are they going to change up who you can or can't keep because of this pandemic? I I'm in. The, can they?
1: They, they can't. Well, they can't because of this. If I'm not mistaken, the Golden Knights paid five hundred yes million dollars. Seattle. Which, by the way, give us your name. Nothing's going on. Give us your damn nickname. Seriously, the Seattle team is paying five fifty. Okay. The point being is they could tweak some things here and there. There is no way though that they can't give Seattle what they gave Vegas as far as the greatest expansion draft in probably the history of sports.
0: Right. Um. So I guess when how I look at the Wild, I don't think it. Cha- if, if the rules are the same, then nothing changes really for me. It really doesn't. I, I, I should do you
1: consider like who you protect any differently from the wild standpoint?
0: Maybe, maybe. I, I, I wish I still had the list in front of me from when we did this exercise, which was like two weeks before the coronavirus. But this was the hit. whole
1: Brodeen Dumba. Who do you trade? Because right. because again, Matt Zuccarello has to be protected.
0: Yep, every guy with a no movement clause has to be protected. You know, rookies under two years are exempt. Kapersof's. So you know, exactly. and, and even Kakanen would be exempt from this. Uh, which is big, yep. obviously. You you know you know the guys you would protect, in most likely is Viala. probably the only one you really are are really cemented in protecting. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else, it's interchangeable. After your no movement clause, guys, that you have to protect in Prezi, Suter, but what defensemen
1: do you protect beyond the guys that? To yeah, your so point, if, you you have to if you have
0: to protect Suter, Spurgeon, because of the no movement clause. Jumbo? um No, I'm probably protecting Brod- Brodine. Brodine? I'm it, probably protecting Brodine.
1: Who you then have to resign?
0: Yeah. I would re-sign Brodine and most likely expend Matt Dumba, unfortunately. If I'm Seattle, I take Matt oh, Dumba in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I you're right. Know. Please announce that damn team name. It's the stupidest announce thing Announce the ever. team name. It's the stupidest thing.
1: Why are you not... Why during a time when there's nothing going on... And look, it's not in bad taste. It's not like, well, this is a time of pandemic. You should not... Or this is a time of civil unrest. Don't announce your nickname, just give us something. Right. Whatever the hell your name is. Please, please,
0: please. And by the
1: way, I hope the name's not stupid.
0: Well, also, Judd, keep in mind that Seattle's been a hotbed for the coronavirus cases. Yep. And I can see a situation, even with all the money they paid in, that they don't get in the league in 21 Or the draft is pushed back. There's going to be ramifications with Seattle. Okay. market. That's your prediction? Uh, I, uh, write, not, that I, write that down? Write that down? I'm going to come up with a more concrete write that, write down, that down prediction. Down. But yes, there will be one for next Wednesday. Last, and Judd.
1: last thing. I think that this might hang up um, Kevin Fiala extension talks. Okay because i believe the 20 if you go to uh, capfriendly.com i believe the 2021 season is the last year of his contract and he becomes an rfa the yep. next year i would have said previously as soon as you can get this kid's agent in a room sit him down and talk to him about an extension but again i don't think what anybody can offer right now or in in the next you know 6 months I don't think those offers are going to be in the best interest of players to sign unless you're not that good a player. Yes, Kevin. Kevin. If I'm Kevin Fiala, I let it ride.
0: Yeah. It, well, if you're Fiala, you've certainly let it ride because right now, even if you want to go to the negotiation table, you're going to get lowballed still. Like well, if you, if, Fiala's willing, have to be if Fiala is willing, Fiala is willing to to open the conversation right now. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. But I highly doubt no, that's but, the case.
1: But I'm but I'm saying if I had been. If, if we had played this season out and he's still got another year left on his contract and then becomes a restricted free agent after that. Yes. If I'm Bill Guerin and Leopold, I call them all in and I'm like, let's tear up the last year of that contract. Let's reward you. Let's give you an extension. Let's not give you a complete no move clause because I think those are don't, stupid. Don't, don't do it. Um, and I, I know that they are dispersed like candy these days in the National Hockey League, but I hate those. But my point being is this was a time to do that. Uh, now if I'm Garen Leopold and the Fiala camp, I'm like, we just can't talk right now. We can't do it. I agree. Which is too bad.
0: It is. I, I, I was in the camp of, if you can get this guy into a room immediately this summer before the coronavirus hit, sign him right now, sign him right now, not to break the bank, but sign him because you're going to have more flexibility to have him on a better deal than you will when he gets to the RFA status.
1: And can we please get one way or the other? Okay. Last thing. Last, last. Resolution on Kaprasov. Yeah. Can, can we just find out what's going
0: to happen? I have to figure out. Is um, this
1: really going to be that tough?
0: Yes, I think it is. So, you're right. It is going to be that, that tough. That was a
1: rhetorical question. Yeah, rhetorical you question. Are, you are correct. It I is to, going and to I be. have to
0: go back to Mackie and Judd and really listen, because I'm pretty sure I said July 4th. I don't think I said June 4th. Oh, for write that down? I'm... I'm and if you look, go back and my, the tape. My spelling and errors. I'm not shocked if I put June instead got of July. The, you've got the tape. Yeah, so I, I, I do think it's going to be difficult. I would love for him to come over here, but yeah, no, that's and and to be honest, like, I'm not saying it's far down the priority list, but yes, sir. it's just something that is on the list of bleep that we have to figure out.
1: Yeah, but it's, it it's becomes incredibly important. Yeah, it's a big deal. Incredibly important. Okay, Judd's Hockey Show. We are uh, done back next week to talk more wild, talk more, hopefully, uh, return of the National Hockey League. And uh, we will talk to you then. Declan? shoot score.
0: Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet.